everybody to episode 27 of Halfway to Heroes. Guys, what happened on episode 26? Wasn't the last one 27? I have no. no idea. Last one, we were trying to figure out if it was 25, 26. <laughs> I'm actually pulling it up right now, just so I'm sure. <laughs> last episode was 26, so this is 27. Right, making, nice. sure. making sure, man. What happened on episode 26, everybody? Yeah, Barry. Uh, so I can tell you with reasonable confidence what happens at about 40 minutes on because we got to that ring circle of stones. But leading to that, we were just walking a bunch. I know that Johnny was pooping a bunch on the fires <laughs> to put them out or to start them, one or the other. Couldn't remember. <laughs> Start, yeah, to start, start them, them. <laughs> not to put them out. <laughs> um, I had a really, really good heart to heart with Jeremy. You know, I feel like it kind of made up for all the times I was trying to send him in first to get killed. And then <laughs> I think we just montaged the whole way to this hill, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't really have like a lot of travel. It was right, pretty much, right. I think there was like two story beats we time traveled that was at well, the mountain rocks well then we talked to wake remember we talked wake first and oh, she was saying the door knobs were missing foods. food and chairs silver. oh yeah we pranked her and doorknobs doorknobs we couldn't figure out what the doorknobs were for but the the going cons- like or the going theory between the group is a fucking gigantic trojan horse filled with <laughs> knapsack <laughs> Holding full that. of door bu- or doorknobs, guys that are going to attack the school. I and do real quick since Barry, you did just say doorbells. I do want to say I had to edit out maybe forty mentions of doorbells. I don't know why. I don't know why everybody kept saying doorbells instead of doorknobs. <laughs> the whole episode. And then when we came across the rocks, are we? Is that? Good time to mention the rocks. Oh, okay. Hang on. This was a shining moment right here. Well, yeah. Then uh, Ultrex buries Jeremy in this hole or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to bury Jeremy in the hole with the orbs that we collected because we were going to travel back in time. And everyone raised the the question of, would we lose the orbs? Didn't you put a bush on top of them? I (laughs) I was going to. I was going to. A very... Porous bush, so air would have been able to get in, and it would have just covered up the hole, and Jeremy could have just chilled there. I mean, luckily we didn't travel back like fifty years in time or something like that because he's just been stuck there. But you know, I was just trying to think ahead and save the orbs. This is why we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Luckily, these fucking stones only transported us back twenty four hours, and you know everything seemed the same. Didn't look any different. We got to call Wake and mess with her again because we already knew about the doorknobs and she didn't know we knew about the doorknobs until Clyde called her and fucked with her. And also, on these stones, the reason we found out about the time travel because there was some funky-looking language written on them or carved into them that the DM was trying to trip us up with. Little (laughs) did he know. (laughs) <laughs> Altrex is fucking fluent in deep speech. Nobody's fucking fluent in deep speech. Altrex is fluent Altrex in deep is. speech. So I was able to read that shit like nothing. And we figured out it was old Illithid technology. It, it was honestly, it was between you, A, it was just the perfect storm. It was 
All tracks happens to know deep speech. Um, all tracks happen to roll a uh, seventeen on his investigation check. Oh, guess what? Uba rolled a twenty-four <laughs> on his investigation check. It was like he doesn't know it, but he uh, knows it. <laughs> it, uh, it was terrible. You weren't tripping us up. Oh, Ubo did some sweet carbon dating. That's right. I remember that? That's right. On the spot, we found out that the stones were five hundred years old. And our previous knowledge, uh, <laughs> our previous knowledge of the Illithid was like a hundred years back, and so we don't know if it was like ancient Illithid, or you know if they like harvested this technology and made it their own when they were here or what. So that was strange. And I don't, you know what? I should have asked freaking Floppy Joe. He might have known something. Didn't even think about that. Wait, but did you ask? Floppy Joe something? No, I don't think we did because me and Ubo tore it up with the investigation checks and right. carbon dating. Yeah, carbon dating. <laughs> so I think that led us to the point where we're headed home. Your home. My home. We're heading Glassburn. Yeah, from from there we ended with you all like heading up to Glassburn. Uh, you all had a 24-hour jump start on things. Yeah, and then from there, you all were uh, just on your way up to Glassburn. So uh, we'll start right in it again. Uh, you all are still just uh, journeying up. You actually make it to the fork between uh, Glassburn and, and Raven's Point. It's kind of like a Y-shaped uh, path. And I know you all wanted to head to Glassburn f- uh, first, if you even wanted to go to Owl's Peak so it goes up straight the path, and then the path just forks two ways. Um, and all last episode, you guys mentioned you wanted to head to uh, Glassburn, Altrex's hometown, uh, because all you really knew about the Wind Orb was that it was going up this caravan route up that hits this Y, and then it goes to Owls Peak and Glassburn. So you thought it's in one of these towns. And you figure that the other three were all in your all's hometown. So that's what made you think to check Glassburn first. So you guys take the path on the right, head to Glassburn. Uh, another two days montages by. Uh, Clyde's doing his daily morning poop on the fire just, just for shits and giggles, pun <laughs> fully intended. And then two days later... You all make it to Glassburn. Hey, Barry, what yes. does Glassburn look like from the outside? Go. So it's built into the side of a mountain. Okay, and the mountain looks like like, like slate, real slick black rock. It's real like, defined and jagged. And when you get to the front gate, it's just a pathway that leads up to a pyramid-shaped door built out of solid metal in between two jutting pieces of the mountain. Pyramid or triangle? No, it's not not dimensional. It's just a 2D, just triangle shape. (laughs) Yeah. And it does, it folds down. It folds down to get in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's it's on chains. It folds down. Everything's all automatic. So, it's real dark. You know, it's just kind of... Almost, you would, you would describe it as a gloomy place, but it's not so bad on the inside. It's like trolls running around dancing on the inside. Eh, not quite like that. It's just a bustly town. There's a lot of blacksmiths and 
you know, that sounds badass. I kind of picture like, um, uh, I don't know what kind of setting this would be. I guess like cyberpunk almost. That's what where I there's imagined. like, like yeah. neon lights. Yeah, you like know, neon like, lights on the shops yep. and stuff because this is like electricity flowing through the town, right? Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, there's like ice pockets inside of the of the mountain, and I think I was telling you about it. A lot of the the ice glows that blue color that my eyes are. You know, that's where they kind of make use of that light around the town. So it's like a cool icy blue mixed with the black. It's all covered in snow. But it's real industrial looking. But everything, like I said, all the buildings are, he- are like hewn or hone or however you say that, out of mountain rock. So you uh, you all approach this gate. And as you do, uh, all tracks on the normal circumstances, like if, you know, glass burns not like under attack or anything, is the gate just automatic? Does it just fold down when anybody walks up to it? or No, actually, you have to be a resident there or known there. You have to be from there or a resident known there. And there's a, there's a little panel on the side. You got to have right. state ID. <laughs> you got to have glass burn ID. So I'm, just, to, just to do it, I walk up to it and say, it's been a while, but uh, let's give this a shot here. And I just rub my hand down it. And the whole thing glows blue. And as soon as you do, that gate collapses down inward into the town. Welcome you home. All right. Come on in, guys. think you'll like it here. So this is all cut into the mountain, correct? Yeah, all cut into the mountain. So right now, like outside, it is just this kind of blistering snow. It's not like like a severe weather blizzard or anything, but it is snowing outside. So the comfort of this mountain is really welcoming as you all are walking into Glassburn. And uh, looking around, you see just uh, much like uh, all tricks would have explained it to you all. You see these different kind of shops lining the walls with these neon lights uh, and neon signs advertising what kind of wares they're selling. Uh, it's pretty bustling town you see uh some people uh walking around it's um kind of a mixed bag you see humans dwarves warforged uh gnomes just uh kind of any race you can imagine all kind of intermingling what's the what's the plan from here as soon as you guys get in here i think we should just kind of walk some of the shops and ask some of the owners if they've seen anything or heard anything or was it like windy outside or anything or that's a good question, yeah. It actually was not, I mean, it was snowing, but it wasn't absurdly windy. I know I know what they're using the orb for. <laughs> Farts. <laughs> Lay it on us. No, because like, they had those big like plumes that they had to keep moving up and down for the forges. Mm, that is but true. I think they're just using the wind for the, the forge. It'd be like a really wholesome use for it. Everywhere else, like someone was trying to use it for. Yeah, bad. But we still got to get it back. Like they- <laughs> that's true. So, <clears throat> I do want to show you guys the, you know, the workshop where they build all the warforges. It's actually where I came from, but it's in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll make our way there. I would love to see that. I oh, do yeah. need a new X. Uh, <clears throat> and Clyde, there's there's quite a lot of you know very renowned uh, blacksmiths around here. No, no, Modris. So uh, you all are walking, trying to find this uh, workshop that cranks out these war forges. 
Altrex, what's that uh, shop called? You know, they never really had a name for it. <laughs> it <laughs> oh, was, really? It was, uh, you know, it used to be just a big cavern that was hollowed out into the mountain. But during the Great Wars, they they made it into a makeshift factory to pump out Warforged soldiers. So they never really, like, made it an official place. It was just kind of, like, thrown together to, you know, get things done quickly. It's called build a tricks. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just came to me. Uh, you find uh, you find build a tricks uh, right where you left it. Uh, it's a it's a big metal door. I remember telling you this. Like it's you know it's very secretive. If you don't know what you're looking for, you know it's not like it's. They don't communicate with the outside very much because all the all the blacksmiths and the you know the 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 tech people on the inside just keep to their work. So you got to have access somehow. But there's a little there's a little screen on the outside. And you can press a button, and they pop up to ask you what you're doing there, and you got to get you know you got to get permission. I push the button. <laughs> yes, hello. Uh, hello, it's Udo. You know me, the great, the great Urbo. I'm gonna start yodeling, All like right. uh, on Beer Fest. The password to get into Beer Fest. Do the yodel. Yole yole Hey, that's pretty good. That was not bad. <laughs> I've never heard of an Urbo before. <laughs> oh, how dare you! <laughs> Don't you're gonna get a cassette? You're gonna get us kicked out of here. <laughs> it's me. It's all tricks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you take over right here, and I get in front of the camera. You, you remember me, don't you? <sighs> all, all tricks. Oh, the the throwaway bot. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, what? Fucking. Wow. You just got roasted. I did. <laughs> I did. Um. I was a highly advanced soldier robot. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Hey. Hey <laughs> Altrex. Yeah. Hey come uh, on in. I'd like to uh I'd like to come inside and check things out since I haven't been here in so long. Yeah, Show here, these. sure. Let me Shit. open the door for you. And he presses a button. Well, I mean I guess you guys don't see him press a button. Uh the door slides open. And inside you see this big uh workshop. Um, all tracks, it looks a little bit different than you remember when you were in here last, they were kind of just like cranking out war forges just on this big assembly line of just, you would see like a torso, uh, hanging from like the rafters, <laughs> just like sliding down and like legs and arms getting bolted to it. Um, now there's like one war forged on a table, uh, that's almost all the way done. It's like missing a leg. And then you see next to it, you see just kind of some scrap metal. Um, you think that they're probably going a lot slower now that they don't need to crank them out quite as fast. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, Altrex. Um, how's it going? It's been a while since you've been here. Yeah, it has been quite some time. But I have uh, I have official business that we're here on. And I just wanted to show these guys where I'm, you know, where I'm from, where I was born. Or created. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so, uh, and he, he, uh, it's a human male, by the way. He extends his hand to the rest of you three. He's like, my name's Jason, Jason Pravat. Um, nice to meet you all. Uh, what can I do for you for? 
So without going into too much detail, we're here on official business from our superior. And uh, we're just kind of wondering if, you know, anything strange has been going on around here out of the, you know, out of the usual. Has it been extra breezy around here? I mean, no, we don't really get any wind in here uh, since we're in the mountain. But, um, I mean, I guess one thing that's been weird is there's been a little bit of a rift between us and Owl's Peak recently. But other than that, I mean, things have been kind of peachy. What's going on with Owl's Peak? Owl's Peak being Owl's Peak, they went ahead and uh, took back their uh, fire ruby. So we've been having to look up some uh, different different sources of power, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think things have been going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Townmaster Bergeron just recently took office. So, uh, oh, Ultrex, you know, you know Bergeron. That's your, uh, he was like kind of your like mentor, yeah. right? Yeah, he was. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's the reason I left to, uh, go pursue my studies as a paladin. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a townmaster now. He, uh, old man wrinkle, um, he kind of kicked the bucket <laughs> and, um, Bertrand was pretty much voted in unanimously to take over the position. So uh, he's the head of uh, Glassburn now. Couldn't think of a more fitting candidate. Yeah, I mean, that exactly. That's why it was unanimous. Everybody just kind of really has uh, Bertrand in the highest regard. So this uh, this fire ruby, what was what was this main duty? Uh, we used the fire ruby to, it was kind of our main heat source to, uh, burn, um, snow and water, uh, usually started as snow since we got an abundance of that here. Um, we use it to burn the, the snow and then create steam. And in our engine room, that was our uh, main source of power for the entire town of Glassburn. Um, you know, yeah. Do you guys not know about Al's Peak lending us the fire ruby or? I didn't tell him about that. What about your forges? How do you keep those lit? I mean, we've got some coal. It's enough to keep the forges running, but really, it was it was kind of the fire ruby that really did all the the heavy lifting with the um. Why'd they take it back? Do they need it now? Oh man, all tracks. You really have been going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know if I'm the best person to be telling you all about this. Maybe you should go. You know, you're you're close with Bergeron. Maybe you should go chat with Bergeron a little bit and he'll kind of you know give you all the details the ins and outs of the whole it's a pretty complicated relationship I think yeah, I'd like to see him I'd like to see him where's he at where you know where's he at right now uh he took over the old town master's uh home so you you know it's the the dead center of the heart of the mountain so you just uh keep heading inward and um you'll find right, it sounds good sounds good well on our way then it's good to see you thanks for letting us in Hello, everybody, and thank you for checking out this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. Uh, so sorry that it's been a while since you have heard from us. Uh, the last week we put up the Macaroni interview uh, because we were completely wiped out from the Extra Life 24-hour charity stream. But we are back and on schedule yet again. And I have got an announcement for you all. Uh, if you have not yet checked out our 
uh, Twitch page, twitch.tv slash one shot onslaught. You have yet another reason to do so, uh, that and subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash one shot onslaught. And that is because, uh, we had this, uh, monster of the week. Uh, it was a one shot and then we did uh, another one shot and, uh, we got a lot of, uh, really positive feedback about that show. Uh, people seem to really enjoy it. So what we ended up doing was going ahead and, uh, we are going to be, uh, turning that into a new regular show. It's going to be on Twitch once a month and it is going to be on, uh, podcatchers everywhere twice a month. And those podcast episodes will be, um, edited down and have, uh, music added and things like that. But, uh, the Twitch streams will be live and it is a uh, monster of the week. The show is called Roll for Weird. As of this episode going out, we do not yet have the feed set up for the podcast yet. We're going to try to get at least one of our official episodes recorded and edited and ready to go before we launch and get it all stacked up and queued up for you all. But again, that is called a roll for weird. So you can go ahead and follow us on all social media there, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and make sure to keep an eye out on your podcatcher to uh, subscribe to us on that show. That is me, uh, Adam DeWeese, as Philbert Fogel, a doomsday prepper. Uh, and then the uh, DM is Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait. And for the players, we have all other patrons, including Dragonbait. So we have got uh, Jeremy Fair, Gerundu, Danny, and Tiana. Uh, it is a fantastic show. It is a ton of fun already. We're very excited to get it uh, kicked off and going. And you can uh, check out the first couple episodes now. Also, I usually do these iTunes reviews at the end of the episodes, but I wanted to go ahead and uh, pop one in here. So we got another five-star review from 3PO Boy. Uh, the title just says, Hi. I liked D&D until I listened to this podcast. Now I love it. Thank you for making these. Uh, thank you, 3PO Boy. If you want me to read your iTunes review or rating, uh, go ahead and uh, just leave us one. Those help us tremendously. They help us in charting and growing and uh, just it helps us for our morale. It's uh, seriously, they are insanely beneficial. So go ahead and leave one if you have not yet. And with that, I'm going to let you all get right back into this episode. It was a ton of fun. We had so much fun recording this one. I hope you all stick around at the very end to uh, listen to the outtakes because uh, they were pretty funny on this one, too. And uh, with that, I'm very excited for y'all to see where this arc goes. So I uh, will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye, everybody. house look like in glass burn barry is it made out of glass <laughs> no now, i remember everything's tuned out of out of mountain stone so it's like black slate and it looks rough around the edges but they kind of slope it off at the roof but all the all the trim and everything has that blue light that glows through it from those ice packs but it's all built in out of out of the mountain it's like they milled this whole town into the side and left up buildings and stuff that they were going to have and cleared out areas to so your typical house just looks like that jagged mountain rock okay and you see it right there before you uh bergeron's house all right i'm gonna knock on the door and i'm gonna say 
Housekeeping. A few moments go by, and then the door swings open, and you see there, standing in front of you, um, you see a, a human male you recognize to be Bergeron. What does Bergeron look like? Battle scarred. Remember, he was a badass general before he got hurt. So he's he's bald. He was big and bulky. I don't know about now. Some time has passed, but he was real muscular. He had a scar going down the side of his face from a big fight he got in. But he was real steel faced too. He had a little white, little white beard. You know, some salt and pepper going on there, but real stern, big jawline. Looked like a big burly man. Um, yeah, he also now has a uh, a mechanical right leg um, that you know that he kind of quit the frontline action of being a soldier in the Illusion Wars as soon as he was injured and lost his leg. Um, so now it's kind of like this, it looks almost like a Warforged leg attached to his body um, on the right side. And he says... God damn, I forgot to get a voice for this guy. Um, <laughs> Big burly man to remember now. Okay. I'm thinking like Jorgen Von Strangle from the Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> voice. Yeah. I was thinking the guy from uh, Avatar, the the sergeant. Oh, hey, Altrex. <laughs> What's Good up, Burge? <laughs> Good to see you, soldier. What, do you, what brings you back to Glassburn? It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long time. A long time. Look, I graduated the academy you sent me to. Uh, you know, I made it as a superior. I'm here on official business right now, actually, from the headmaster there. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard that you got townmaster role. That you're in charge of everything now. I figured that would eventually happen with you. That's right. They seem to look up to me a lot for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I honestly, I didn't even want this position. But it was an overwhelming majority vote. My hands were tied at that point. Legs looking good there. You get some upgrades done to it since I seen you last. Oh yeah, this is my uh, my fourth version of this leg. Um, I'm I'm liking this one. I think this is gonna be the final iteration. You still mentoring, teaching everybody? No, my time's kind of uh, held up now, and uh, you know, with politics and things. You know how it is being a town master. So if you didn't want to be town master, why did you? Well, I mean, when you get 98% write-in vote, you pretty much need to just take it, right? I mean... Everybody loved him. Back in my day when I was here and he was training me, he was the talk of the town. He was the number one guy to go to. Hey, Clyde. Mm. Your cups start vibrating. (laughs) Your what? My my spirit cups? Yeah, your spirit cups. (laughs) Like, oh, mama, my pelts are vibrating. <laughs> oh, no, just my cups. Hold on, guys. Get them out, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put them out and start listening. I can't believe you found Bergeron. Is that my daddy, Roberto? Yeah, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. <laughs> hey, tell, tell Bergeron I said hi. I know him from back when I was serving. He worked with me a little bit when I was in my crafting days. Hey, Bergeron, my... My dead daddy, Roberto, says hi. Oh, Roberto? Oh, yeah, that guy's a fucking trip. <laughs> Wait a minute, you know each other? Oh, yeah, me and uh, I, I didn't do a whole lot of crafting uh, during the war, but something about Roberto just has this 
magnetic attraction to him, right? So we became close friends. So when he was working on the line, crafting war forges, I just kind of, we just had this connection. I can't really explain it. Clyde, your dad worked here in Glassburn? Yeah, man. He was a blacksmith, one of the best. I never knew he was up here. During the during the illusion wars, when everybody was called in, yeah, I heard stories he was up here. Wait, Altrex, you still don't know? No, what? Wait, you wait. This is Clyde. This is Roboido's son. Yeah, yeah. Clyde. Yeah, we met at the we met at the academy. <laughs> Clyde, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing exponentially better now that I get to meet you in person. Do I know you? Not personally, but did you never wonder who paid your way into the academy? No. <laughs> you just, I never guessed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your daddy was such good friends that when he when he passed away, Wait, I I was told I got like a scholarship or something, didn't I? I thought if you were as thick head as your daddy that you wouldn't accept any kind of handouts, right? Like, other than, like, a scholarship. I didn't think you would accept if I was just straight paying your way to the academy, Man, but... I'll accept anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know, because I'm the one that paid the way for you. I mean, your daddy were so close that when he passed away, I wanted to really take care of you and your ma. Well, thank you, man. I am. I am blown away right now. Wait, it's also, it's about to get really weird, Altrex. What do you mean? Do you not know? No, I would know what? I'm trying to say, man, R- just spit it out. Roboido, he really only worked on butts. <gasps> but, did you? He made your ass. Look, <laughs> I did, like, Altrex, and- wait. So you two are this close, and you don't even know that you're kind of in the weird way, like, I guess, brothers? I mean, Roboido made your butt. I'm going to go hug all tricks. <laughs> Clyde, <laughs> squeeze his ass. This is, a, this, is, this is a little weird that we're just now finding this out, but no wonder we got along so well. Off I'm rubbing the, his off finely rip. buffed butt that... Merlin just buffed recently. So wait a minute. This this material that my ass is made out of, it's like impenetrable. Did, so Roberto <laughs> made this? Yeah, Roberto had this weird... He would never tell a soul how he would do it, which, <laughs> looking back, it's kind of selfish because like we were like in like this pretty heated war with the elephant, so us all knowing how to make impenetrable metal would be pretty handy, but he would yeah. never let the secret slide... <laughs> How he made it. So he really only made butts for the Warforge. <laughs> I just wanted to make it known that all of this, you know, from the get-go when we first started, I wish I would have made this like my arm or my chest <laughs> instead of my ass <laughs> for this all tie-in. But here we are now. <laughs> so, Clyde, <clears throat> that metal, that's a... Uh, didn't your daddy tell you about that or something? Or, you know, try to teach you any kind of any ways about this? He didn't teach me it, but he, I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, he was, when Clyde was born, uh, Roberto had already died. Like, Roberto 
pretty much conceived Clyde, went off to the war and and died in the war. So Roberto God and Clyde damn, have to meet sad. each other in person. This is like this Disney is kind man. of a lot to take in, Burge. I never knew. Well, this. Well, I know I didn't want to be like spilling the beans on this whole thing, but I think I mean you guys have known each other for what three, four years now at yeah, least. Long time. Clyde was my first friend at the academy. I mean, I would have thought that you would have known this by now. How do you expect us to know it? I, I honestly, you know what? That is a good point. I just figured maybe Altrex. I mean, I guess a lot of people were kind of working on and building Altrex, so he doesn't really know the ins and outs of everybody. But I don't know. I thought he would have known who made his butt. It's almost like his butt was like magnetic and went towards Clyde, you know, and they became best friends. <laughs> wow. This is, this is so mind blowing. <laughs> magnetic butts. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to really throw like a whole wrench in this whole. Uh, you know, group dynamic. I just, when I started talking, I thought you all would know that you guys are kind of like half brothers or whatever, but okay, we'll slide that to the side. What are you all here in Glassburn for? Um, hang on. I'm, I'm I gotta get back on my train of thought here. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this really threw me for a loop, Burge. Okay. <clears throat> so look, we're looking for. An item. Have you heard anything about any kind of powerful objects that came into here or even Owl's Peak lately? Something that may have caused a shift in, you know, the wind. specifically wind. <laughs> the, w- like I mean, the, the wind orb. Yeah, you know about the wind orb? Yeah, Caravan brought in the wind orb probably about 10 days ago. Yeah, we bought it from them. We we needed a new source of power, and uh, I know about the orbs from the Illusion War, so I I knew that the caravan leader had no idea what kind of goods he had, so I got a oh, pretty man. good deal on it. Burge, okay, look, this is gonna blow your mind. Where's that bag? Who's got the Who's got the orbs? Uh, I have no idea. I think I think Ubo always has the orbs yeah. in his shell. Yeah, that makes sense. Ubo, let me let me see that bag. Please don't. Real quick. Please don't take this bag. <laughs> Look, Bergeron. And I open up the bag and show him the other three orbs. Dang, you got all three out of... Oh, man. Why are you guys collecting the orbs? We've been collecting them because, you know, honestly, we think that the illicit are coming back. There's been a lot of strange instances happening around the school. Our school got shut down. The orbs were taken out of a secret vault there. You must know Headmaster Wake, don't you? Someone's stealing doorknobs. Of course, doorknobs. you sent me to the school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Headmaster Wake. Yeah. Yeah, she was keeping them guarded in a secret vault under the school. And when we became superiors, we had found out that someone had broken in and stolen them. Turned out, it was this little guy that she has working for named Klug. He's a little he, gremlin. Yeah, a little gremlin. And he took them and he dispersed them out all over the place. He was trying to help out, but he didn't help out. No, he put him more at risk. But a lot of strange things have been happening along the way of us reclaiming these. Uh, Long story short, we're going to need that back. (laughs) 
Yeah, we're 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 supposed to be collecting them all to put them together to use. Illithid I mean, are definitely back. Ubo's parents were mind controlled by one of the flares when we went to his hometown. To my see sister him. was taken. I think you guys keep forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merlin's sister was taken, <laughs> and we never to be found or heard from again. The little dwarf that she was with, we found him on the road, and Grand he dude. was, yeah, he was, he was all messed up. It just kept saying "saver." We couldn't get him to talk for the longest time. What do you mean she'll never be heard of again? Yeah, man, never to be heard of again since she was taken is what I meant. We oh. haven't heard anything about her. No leads or nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gerundu, or Gerundu said something about a ship that took her, or he saw a ship in a clearing. No tracks, no footprints or nothing leading up to this place, just right where she disappeared in a clearing of trees. You know what? I'm thinking we just, you know, set up some bait and try and get captured ourselves and get my sister back. I ain't doing that. <laughs> But I think we're all forgetting about the worst part of all this is Ubo's mother's cookies. <laughs> yeah, that was worse. Terrible. What the fuck you said? Your mother's cookies were terrible. You didn't in like fact, them either, man. You told us not fact, to eat them. Your dad tried to help us dump them in the outhouse. Oh, yeah, well, your mom's a ghost. <laughs> I don't have a she mom. Is. <laughs> you just got reborn of who made your butt. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. How come how come Clyde can talk to his dad, but he can't talk to his mom? Yeah, well, I was just thinking that. I, I did too. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, wait a minute. You ought to try calling her sometime. What's my mom's name? I forget. Raboite. <laughs> <laughs> it is Roberta. Roberta. Okay, well, I mean, that all sounds, you know, pretty pressing and everything, but. You probably noticed, like, walking through town that not all the signs on shops are lit up. Yes. We're having rolling blackouts. We really need this wind orb. Owl's Peak took back their fire ruby, and the fire ruby was the main source of our heat to burn ice and water, to create steam, to power the entire town. How close are how close are you know the relations between you guys now with Auspeak? Oh, we used to be. I mean, just it, thick as thieves. We used to be, you know, the only two towns up this north. So we were always very close. What if we can get the the fire ruby back? You're thinking what I'm thinking. I mean, if you can get the fire ruby back, that would solve our problem. We'd be able to hand over the window, but without that, I mean, the town is going to shut down. But with that being said, there may or may not be an Owl's Peak left when we're done. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> who's, uh, who's running Owl's Peak now? The town master of Owl's Peak is Remus, so we've always been really close with Remus, and, you know, we Remus. hold our... An- Remus, uh, yes. We hold our annual... MWE or Mojus Wrestling Entertainment uh, Battle Royale. <laughs> and didn't, didn't you guys used to serve together on the line? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but the last Battle Royale, Uncle Scott actually won <laughs> the Battle Royale, and Uncle Scott's a Warforged. And for some reason, Remus kind of got up in arms about a Warforged being able to win the Battle Royale and just... From there, 
things kind of escalated and they took back the fire ruby that they were lending us. I mean, they were they were giving it to us to just share, just being good neighbors. So we didn't really have any kind of hold over it. We couldn't, you know, argue a case to keep it with us. So us being good neighbors, we gave it back. But honestly, like, I don't really see their point of a Warforged not being able to win the Battle Royale. Yeah, that's kind of racist. Yeah, it's it's bad news all around. What's this next NWE? I mean, it's only an annual thing, but obviously Uncle Scott won the latest one about uh, 12 days ago. And uh, so it's just been kind of this weird, heated rivalry since then. But before that, you know, we were all so tight and I don't know. I so maybe I don't really know how to approach it. If we challenge them and we let them win. Why would I don't, we let them win? I, I was just thinking that we wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't. That's not that's that's not what I'm saying. Maybe thinking. we can challenge them and put the ruby up for you know up for yeah, grabs. We could, maybe we could say if we lose they'll take all the orbs and if we win we take the ruby. Are are you willing to risk that? Oh no! Look, look, oh, look, if, look. It, if it comes down to it, I mean, we'll burn the whole town to the ground for these orbs. We're getting a little out of hand here. Not all the orbs. Maybe we challenge them for. Uh, hey, how, hey. how about my alchemy jug? We'll put that up. I mean, they probably have alchemy jugs. Wait, is there like a crafting uh, section in your town? Maybe we could like learn how to make. An orb that looks like the orb, but it's not a real. Yeah, this orb. is glass burn. I'm sure they got some glass we can burn around. Yeah, here. let's make <laughs> a make a fake orb with some snowflakes in it. Despite the name, we don't ever use glass here, or at least we didn't <laughs> back when I was here. Well, what the heck, man? You don't have any glass in you. No glass and glass burn. I, I don't know, Bergeron. Do we have any glass now? I mean, no. What the <laughs> what? That's we was... use pretty much. Exclusively metal. Okay, I'm called, confused. Yeah, man, this would be called metal burn, not glass Look, burn. They just kind of, they just kind of buffed some ice so thin that you could see through it like windows mm. on the on the buildings. You, you know, buff whenever. the ice so thin, like, does it melt when you buff it? Do you feel how cold it is here? I man, I'm confused. I got my good pelts on. I'm not cold. It at doesn't all. melt here. You cannot make an orb here. Oh, out of. If we made one out of snow, it would melt by the time we get to Alice Peak, man. Now if we made a, we can make a cooler. Instead of challenging them, why don't we go on a recon mission and pull off the fucking Ruby Heist? Uh, Ruby Heist, yep. Let's do well, it. We need some Mini Coopers, though. <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Bergeron. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. have any mini Coopers here? <laughs> Do you know where they keep the fire orb? The fire like, ruby? The fire ruby? Or no, fire I, ruby? I mean, yeah. Maybe Remus's house. Maybe in a vault. I really, really don't know. We never... You know, did any kind of recon or investigation on it? We've always been so close that we never had thought to 
that we would ever be in a million years feuding like this. And it's, it's really only one way. Like, we still have no hard feelings towards them. The, the Battle Royale is just for, you know, fun. Uh, the winner gets a little bit of money and just mostly for bragging rights. But All right, if, let's do the recon. If we get caught, we could, you know, claim mutual combat. And blame it on Clyde, and he can. Do I mean, the, don't kill. No, I mean, don't kill any. Blame it on me, man. Don't kill anybody over <laughs> there. No, we I mean, still love the town. I was gonna say mutual wrestling combat, a wrestle battle. Battle. I mean, have you guys ever seen one of the battle royales? It's kind of like they the weren't shit. doing that when I was I was around <laughs> here. There was a there was a big ass war going on. Isn't it fake? All fake. Oh, no, not at all, actually. Battle Royale, you enter with five people from Glassburn, five people from Owl's Peak. Last person standing in the ring wins for the entire town. Uh, the rules are, as long as your two feet don't touch outside of the ring, you're still in it. So, like, if you get thrown over the ropes, but if you manage to, like, stand on, like, the fence or something, you can, like, jump back into the ring or... And, or as long as you don't get knocked out. You can't get knocked out. You can't have your feet touched outside of the ring. So what if Glassburns started their own annual MWE? I mean, we could do that, but that's not going to get us the firework back. <laughs> but we can invite Owl's Peak. Yeah, I mean, I guess that sounds like a plan. I don't know. I don't know what uh, Remus is going to agree to. So we just do the, the Ruby Recon? I think we should do the recon. Hey, look, Bergeron, do you have anywhere that Ubo could use a workshop to do some tinkering? I mean, you could, you know, you could head to the workshop you, you were born in. Can you send orders for them to to let him kind of work in there a little bit? Because I have this, I have this docent here that I got a while back. And I want to see if they would possibly let Ubo here put a scanner in there. Like an infrared scanner or something mm -hmm. to see. RFID. Yeah. You know, can we do something like that? To where we could scan like a building and see like the, you know, the inner workings of a building. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to be able to do all that or not. That sounds like it's going to be up to this turtle here. <laughs> you think about He's pretty nifty. They oh. come in handy with some recon missions. Yeah, I can totally do that for you. No problem. And I need a forge with that metal that was made out of his butt. Well, I mean, yeah, your daddy always just worked in the, you know, the main workshop. He did have this, like, weird green fire. He would never tell anybody how he made the fire green. Well, does he have any materials left over from the butts? Clyde, couldn't you just call him and ask him? <gasps> tell him I could, here? yeah. See if he'll tell you now. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to call Roboito. And apparently ghosts have hiccups, so. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going, hey, daddy. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clyde, what's going on? So I need to know how you made that impenetrable metal. And I want to make an axe out of it. That's probably a long process, I'd say. Clyde, I really want you to just kind of figure that out on your own. I didn't really... I didn't really want to just tell you how to do that. Well, like Roberto's drunk. Well, give me a hint or something, man. Yeah, I just think that, you know, I just thought that, Asking I don't know, I didn't want to just like, tell you how to make it because, you know, you're 
You're my son. I thought it'd be uh, more worthwhile if you just kind of figured it out on your own. We ain't got time for that shit, Daddy. But what if he never figured it out? Tell him I said hi, Daddy. Oh, Ultrick said hi, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought that butt looked kind of familiar, but I never was sure because, you know, it's all a little hazy from my... You know, when I was when I was cranking out them uh, Warforged, it was just kind of like just, you know, one after another. All the butts started to kind of just blend together towards the end. But I did think, dang, that butt looks like a <laughs> looks like a Roberto butt, if I do say so myself. Hey, Roberto, I got a question. Merlin, what, Merlin has a question for you. I think only Clyde can hear him in the cups. Oh, okay. Hey, was Ultrax a throwaway bot? That's what <laughs> someone said. We and have to go there wondering. right now. Why you gotta bring that up, man? <laughs> right. Till we have oh, to go there. Shit. Like we was we was already all over it, and the Merlin's like, yeah, let's, let's bring they that up. They started retreating when I was made, and we didn't I mean, when we when we made that one, he's kind of squinting. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of recognize that, but yeah, I mean, by the time we made that one, I think the war was pretty much over. So yeah, I, I guess in a sense, he was kind of a throwaway bot because we never really used him. There's going to be a three-episode period where Ultrax is in clinical depression because he just found out he was meant to be scrapped. Uh, he said, no, you're not a throwaway. But what? <laughs> but he was one of the newest bots, so I'd say he's probably one of the strongest bots, yeah? I don't like where you're going now. Did you get that? Did you get uh, that, Daddy? A, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got the strongest butt around, I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's a that's a shiny butt. <laughs> I keep it, I keep it nice and polished. Yeah. Every time I turn around, it goes bling, and like a little sparkle <laughs> of light shines off it. And what do you call that metal that you made? Unobtainium. I I got a really cool name for it. Um, I just don't want to share it right now because you know. <laughs> that's kind of part of the secret when you unlock how to make it you also unlock the name i came up with with it for it which is very very cool very funny uh very topical but what if he never like what if clyde never understands how to oh, make it if clyde it never happens fig- clyde's gonna figure it out the green fire is part of it and salt and those two things and together and you are good to go my son what is the All green right, at fire least, at least tell me where i start where where can I start? You start the green fire, green fire, and some salt. All right, I'm gonna start, those I'm start things. throwing random shit in the fire. Wait, is there like <laughs> um some kind of ocean next to some green fire? Maybe some what? salt water. Some salt water. <laughs> some green fire. What are you talking about? Merlin stretching here. Salt and water. Ooh. salt and green flame. I'm gonna go get some snow. <laughs> There's no salt and snow. Maybe boy. it's salty snow. <laughs> All right, son, if you want to play it that way. Okay, then I'm not getting snow because you want to be <laughs> defensive about it. Will the fire just go out? I'll try to guide him, uh, Roboido. I don't know what he's talking about. <sighs> I do think you're, you're still, I mean, you're still ways off. You're pretty new in the whole uh, blacksmithing scene, so it's it. it I'm telling you, Clyde, it's probably going to take you a little bit to figure it out, but I, I have faith in you. I think you're going to figure it out, Clyde. He said topical. Maybe it's called, like, preparation. H. 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 Like, preparation. <laughs> Tricks. 
Y'all figure it out, I'm sure. I think what we need is boric acid and methanol mix. That'll make green fire. He <laughs> <laughs> Googled it. <laughs> Freaking nerd. <laughs> um uh I'm getting called by another ghost. I gotta go oh. now, Clyde. Yep, sure. Okay. Um uh, but good luck. You you have fun. You you'll figure it out. And if you don't, you know you don't need this medal to win a wrestling match or whatever you're about to be doing. I don't so need it. Just... I want it. <laughs> oh ch- yeah, so is I'm breaking up, Clyde. I'll be right back. Wow, okay. <laughs> what okay, happened? Where'd he go? Oh, he just go. left me. Wow. So green fire and salt, I heard you mention. What was that all about? Uh, he won't tell me how to make that metal. So as soon as uh, Roberto just kind of hangs up, uh, what's going to be the plan? Going uh, Ubo, here. And I'm going to reach down and I pull this chip out of my chest. I tell him, look, this is Floppy Joe. Be very careful with him. But I need you to add a stunner to him. <laughs> he loses his stutter. Get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make him have a more elegant voice, too. I'm going to go to where my dad used to work and rummage through all the shit. I'm just going to kind of walk around town, get the feel of things. You're going to just see who's all still around and what's, a, you know, what's going on. Uh, and we will... And there, so thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you all in two weeks when, when I don't we, know, these guys. When we tear apart Owl's Peak. <laughs> tear, We're going to get fucking, fucking burn Owl's Peak to the ground. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you can even for as low as one dollar a month, uh, you can get NPCs just named after you in this show and uh, One Shot Onslaught. Um, you can vote for modules we run in One Shot Onslaught. You can uh, play in Twitch streams with us. There's so much cool stuff you get. Uh, we named like three characters in this episode from our patrons, I believe. I don't know how we had <laughs> three new NPCs introduced in one episode, but uh, I guess that's what happens when you go into a town. So yeah, uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Um, if you want another way to support the show that doesn't cost you a dime, you can just tell a friend about the show. That is massive. Uh, just tell one of your friends that either listens to Dungeons & Dragons or a podcast about us. Uh, that is huge. Each new listener to us really does just mean the world to us. Uh, like I mentioned in the mid-roll, leaving iTunes ratings and reviews. Uh, following us on all social media, all at Halfway to Heroes. Also following us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash one-shot onslaught. That is actually a very, very, very big help too. And also subscribing to us on YouTube. Uh, those are all just a couple of ways that you can really help this show out. We've got uh, a tea public shot tpublic.com slash one shot onslaught and i think also bit.ly slash halfway to tpublic and then we have also got an etsy shop uh, bit.ly slash halfway to etsy uh, both of those have tons of really cool merch for this show and one shot onslaught highly suggest you stopping over there all of the uh, profits that we get uh, from those shops again just like our patreon page uh, goes right back into making this show just the top-notch quality that we're striving for every single episode we're trying to get better and better and it's supporting two shows this show and one shot onslaught uh, one more thing real quick, speaking of Patreons and getting um, and being able to support the show, one of our upper tier benefits of our Patreon page is that patrons get to plug things in episodes once a month. And uh, one of those is uh, Dragon Bait's podcast called 20 Sided Adventures. Uh, 20 Sided Adventures is a space themed D&D podcast that starts off with a uh, fantastic music score and editing and uh, story characters dm and it's a fantastic show they started right around when our show started too so we're kind of uh so they're in like the same stage as us it's really cool i really enjoy it and i think you will too especially if you like space and or dungeons and dragons which i'm hoping you like at least one of those if you have listened to this far again that is 20 sided adventures you can find them wherever you download podcast and on all the social media and with that i am done i am ready to slumber and let you all get to these outtakes that were pretty fantastic have fun listening to me have hiccups for like the last half of the show and then afterwards you can just talk about how well i did in editing editing out all of those hiccups because there were a lot in the last half so everybody uh thank you for listening and i will talk to you later bye everybody <laughs> and your name's clyde <laughs> we're like, yeah let's name our son clyde you figured your name would have been like Robert or something, you know. I, I think Clyde's short for for Bruno. <laughs> Adam, did you make up uh, Roberto? <laughs> and fucking Johnny did. No, Johnny we came up with it from the Water Boy. We started doing the Water Boy. Johnny had I had a different name and Johnny had a different name, and then I did the Water Boy voice, and then yeah, I had two different names for both my parents, and I don't yeah. remember them at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for you. Probably had some cool names and got Roboido. Roboido.
Does Adam have hiccups? Guys, I quit. Adam's got hiccups. Let's scare him. <laughs> Let's scare him. Ah! Ah! Everybody pop out from behind your... Oh, I just peaked hardcore. Try to hold my breath. Oh, no, 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 Adam. No. No, Kara said bend over and drink your drink from a straw like, you know, like while you're bent over. Like an ostrich. And, and that, uh... That works. You got a straw, right, Adam? Seriously. My drink's all empty because I spilled it. (laughs) God dang it, man. Take a deep breath and swallow the air and do it like five times. (gasps) (gasps) I hope a gnat flies in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I miss high school. I know, sometimes I miss it. (laughs) It's fun times. Oh, I miss the food. The Colossal Burger. Dude, the fucking Caribbean chicken. chicken. Oh my God. (laughs) We said at the same time. (laughs) Caribbean Caribbean chicken chicken. burger, man. That was the fucking best. No, like, I'm not even kidding. I always talk to Courtney. I'm like, like, would it be weird if I went to school and asked yeah, them for some lunch? Yeah, it doesn't. Totally. <laughs> look, look, I went to school here like 10 years ago. Can I get a Caribbean jerk sandwich? Like, or at least tell me, hey, tell me where you get this food at. I want to get it. <laughs> Dude, I miss this sandwich just so much. Not even kidding. <laughs> those hiccups are, those are fucking hardcore hiccups, too. <laughs> I just Googled how to get rid of hiccups. You want to know the list? Yes. Please, (laughs) God. All right. Number one, hold your breath and swallow three times. Try that first. (gasps) You got to expand the diaphragm. I'm doing it too for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I tried it too. (laughs) Let's go see if it works. Hey, look, my hiccups are gone. (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm doing it. (laughs) Did it work? The the second one we can't do because you need a paper bag. The third one <laughs> is drink a glass third of water quickly. Third one you need a, you need a paper clip and a shoelace. Yeah, yeah. MacGyver. <laughs> uh, swallow a teaspoon of sugar is one of them. Ew. I think it's good. Pull on your... Oh, did it work? I think it worked. Holy shit. No, and I'm telling you. Number five is the funniest one. Pull on your tongue, Wait. it says. <laughs> what the fuck? They threw that in there for comedic. They threw that in there for comedic. I think it worked. I think the first thing worked. Wow. That's right amazing. Down. A Majestic Goose podcast. Honk.